Welcome to Breaking the Cycle of Poverty featuring Jay Height, Executive Director of Shepherd Community Center in Indianapolis. My name is Tim Swearens and I'm your host for these conversations that explore why poverty remains such a persistent problem in the United States. On this episode, we'll discuss how the rising cost of housing is affecting neighbors in Indianapolis and beyond. Uh, Jay, a national report released last year found that Indianapolis had the highest increase in rent prices in the nation. Rent increased more than 27% and added more than $300 a month to the median price of rent. Um, How is such a sharp increase in the cost of housing affecting our neighbors? Yeah, there's a term that I had only recently heard, but is a reality, and that's rentflation. And I think what people need to recognize, because I see this debate, they'll say, well, inflation's dropping. You know, it was 9%, but it's... (laughs) Well, that's the year-over-year price increase. But when they do increase, they don't go backwards. And so uh, we have a shortage of housing in America. It's not just an Indianapolis issue, but all across the United States. And so what we saw was a trend of folks leaving maybe New York City or San Francisco, and they were moving to Dallas and places in Florida and such. But then those places became maxed out and too expensive. And so then they began moving to Austin, and they began moving to other cities to the point now they're moving here to the Midwest where we have prices that are much more reasonable. You can get more square footage. And with remote work, it makes it much more easier for folks to relocate. Well, that has put a, uh, an increased pressure because many times they bring a higher, uh, a bigger checkbook than our, uh, for those of you who don't know what a checkbook is, we'll <laughs> deal with that later. But uh, the, the idea that uh, they're willing to pay more And so we see this cascading impact on our neighbors who tend to be at the very base of that uh, housing uh, pyramid. And and they have uh, seen their point go from maybe 40%. Ideally, you should be paying 30% of your income uh, for housing. We're now seeing 60%, 65%, which means it's not like there's a slush fund that you can uh, ch- uh, change. You have to make some dramatic cuts. And at the same time, we've seen utility prices increase. Mm-hmm. And all of us feel it when you go to the grocery store. And, and so we are seeing our families having to make different decisions, tougher decisions on skipping my medicine this this month so that my kids could get their medicine and we could pay the rent and those types of things. Yeah. It's it's not just rent, of course. The if, if they're trying to buy, housing prices have gone up. Mortgage rates are the highest they've been in a, in a, in a, in a generation. What options do, do people have for affordable housing? Not a lot. And that's the reality. That's why Shepard is trying to uh, work in an increased uh, way in this idea of housing. We brought on our first full-time person to work exclusively on housing. We have two projects that we're working on, one in just the infancy, the other we're moving to finalize the capital stack on how we're going to pay for it. Uh, Both of these properties will be multifamily on East Washington, one uh, east of us and one west of us. 
we're excited about those, but we're also doing where we buy a house and we renovate it and bring a family in. And over three to five months, I'm sorry, over three to five years, they will work to increase their credit score, increase their income, and then gather the skills necessary to care for the facility that they're going to live in. And so in that new program for us, we, are, uh, we have four families currently living in homes that they're going to purchase. We are in the process of purchasing a double that will do the same thing and sell it to someone who will live on one side and then they can lease out the other side. And then another home we're purchasing that we will put someone in and have them buy. And our goal is about two homes a year to follow into that model. So we're trying to create more space in multifamily rentals, but also then creating space where folks can, uh, that are appropriate to have home ownership. What are you hearing from neighbors as they deal with these financial pressures, housing going up, as you said, cost of food going up, so many other things? Well, it's like I said, tough decisions. And that's why we are seeing an, a huge increase in the number of folks who are availing themselves for our food pantry. People say, well, you know, are they just shopping around? No, they're coming here because this is what they need. Uh, some of us volunteered the Saturday after Christmas, and we have a lot of folks come walking on our property, coming and saying, are you guys open? Can we get food? Because they don't have the ability to stock up. And we've uh, seen a reduction in SNAP or food stamps uh, that happened. There was a bump during COVID, and now that's decreased. And, and so lots of pressures from a lots of different of the pots of money that people have to pay into uh, are all putting that pressure and um, making for tough decisions. Yeah. Are there policy changes in state, local, maybe even the federal level that would help? Well, I will say this. Uh, we have to take care of potholes. They're a disproportionate tax on the poor because if you or I blow a tire, bend a rim, we it may put a crimp on it, but we can pay for it. For our neighbors, they don't have that. And so, and we're in pothole season here in uh, Indianapolis. And it is, it is atrocious, and and their city is trying to keep up. There needs to be some way to address that. The other one is as home prices increase, property taxes increase, and there has been some movement where they create areas like, say, our neighborhood to say. If you own your home, your property tax doesn't increase. It's not graduated based on uh, folks who are gentrifying in this area uh, because that's where many folks have had to sell their home because they can't pay the tax. Let's, let's talk about that a little bit more and help our listeners understand. Why, why does gentrification drive up property taxes? Well, first of all, uh, mixed gentrification is a good thing because it brings a diversity of, of, of dollars to a neighborhood. But when it forces displacement, and some of that displacement is not good, and some of that displacement comes because as I come in and I build on my home or I make it nicer, the assessment of that goes up. And so hence you pay more property tax. Again, for some of our neighbors, that's an extra $500, $600 that they don't have. Right. And so, uh, and some homes jump up even more than that. Mm -hmm. And, and so what we're seeing is people having to sell because they can't keep up. There is some case, cases where they have done this, both in the state of, of Indiana and other states, 
where you can create a zone and say, as long as you've owned this home, say, for 10 years or plus, you're, you are um, grandfathered in. And you and I like that as grandfathers. You're, yes. you're grandfathered in, and your property tax is frozen until you sell that property. And we would love to see that happen more and more. How can our listeners help uh, offset some of this, the financial pain that our neighbors are feeling? Well, a couple things. One, if you have furniture, I, household items that you want to donate, we'll take those and get those to families. That's one thing. Two, if you have a skill, come and volunteer. And If you can do electrical work, if you can do plumbing, if you can paint, if, whatever it is, we have a place where you could use. If you are pretty much useless like I am in home repairs. Uh, I can come and clean. I can mow grass. I can help do some landscaping when I have two good arms. And uh, um, we can always use those things. But so it's whether it's donating items we could use. Say you remodel your bathroom and you have a sink left, we'll probably be able to use that in one of our home remodeling. Uh, So those are perfect things. Furniture are items that our families are always needing. donating there, or maybe you want to help us uh, by donating dollars that we can use to renovate the homes. Yes. Thank you, Jay. Uh, for 38 years, Shepherd Community has made a lasting difference in the lives of thousands and thousands of neighbors. The Shepherd team couldn't do that work without the support of donors, partners, and volunteers. To learn more about how you can help, please visit shepherdcommunity.org. Thank you for listening. Thank you.